Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Of course, I am here with my trusted canine, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woody says woof, because Woody's a dog. And as you all know, dogs can't talk. But if Woody could talk, that's right, he would tell you to head on over to our website, pblpodcast.com, where you can find all of our social media links, especially active on Twitter and TikTok. And I know, I know, a lot of you people don't like TikTok. I get it, I get it, but I have a lot of fun there. And of course, Woody's special ask is to click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So here we are, post-Democrat convention, about to start the Republican convention. And this is going to be interesting because the Republican convention, obviously virtual, kind of, but I think they're going to have more people as audience members and such. So it's going to be a nice compare and contrast as we go through each day. Democrats convention, I'm sorry, was just an absolute disaster. I put out a um, podcast on Saturday where the ratings were abysmal. The ratings were down 20% overall, down 38% from when Trump spoke. And Biden's speech, Biden's night was only a tick up from Kamala Harris's night. But of course, they also had Barack Obama that day. And then there were just all kind of issues that have come out post-convention that we're now made aware of. It was an absolute nightmare. So let's get into some of that, the convention bounce. Was there a convention bounce? Now, historically, you see at minimum a four to five percent bounce from conventions. You know, the politicians go in and it's about selling their message, selling who they are, getting, getting people excited about their candidates. So where are we with this convention? Well, Biden didn't have a bounce. Uh, Biden went in with um, uh, 50% to Trump's, and he, he is leading Trump. Don't get me wrong. He's leading Trump, but he went in there with 50% over Trump to Trump's 44, I think it is, and, uh, or 40, and he came out with 51%. So, you know, arguably, could you say he had a 1% bounce? Um, I don't know. Well, actually, here here's the numbers. Pre-convention, Biden went in with 51%. Post-convention, 52%. Uh, Trump has 43% in, 43% out. So, you know, obviously this was Biden's moment to shine, and he got a 1% bounce. So where was that last year with Hillary Clinton? Arguably, Biden's in a better position. Hillary Clinton went, with a, went in with 40% to Trump's 44%, and she had a bounce of 3%, 43% to Trump's 40. So they were closer and 
but you know, Hillary Clinton was such a bad candidate, but so is Biden. So I don't think any of us believe this 10 point lead or roughly 10 point lead that Biden has over Trump. We just don't believe it because it's a national number. And we know those national numbers don't matter, but let's keep with the convention bounce. So here's some historical data on convention bounce. So go back to 1964. Johnson got a 3% bounce. Goldwater got a 5%. Johnson obviously went on to win that election. Uh, 68, Humphrey had a 2% bounce to Nixon's 5%. Nixon won. McGovern in 72 had a zero. Hmm, we're close to where Biden is, to Nixon's 7%. Obviously, Nixon won. Carter went in with a 9% bounce post-convention. Ford, 5%. And Carter won. Now, Here's where it gets interesting. In 1980, Carter had a 10% convention bounce. Reagan had 8%. Reagan won handedly. Mondale in 1984 had a 9% convention bounce. Reagan had 4% convention bounce, post-convention bounce. Reagan won handily. In fact, all, he won all but one state. Now, then we get in 1988, Dukakis had a 7% bounce. George H.W. Bush, 6%. George H. W. Bush won. Clinton now now it changes up a little bit. Ninety two. Clinton had a sixteen percent convention bounce. I mean that's huge, right? To George W. Bush's George H. W. Bush. I'm sorry, had a five percent. Clinton went on to win that race. Uh, now on ninety six, Clinton had a five percent bounce. He's the incumbent now. Dole had a three percent. Clinton won. All right. Now in two thousand, Gore had an eight percent bounce to George W. Bush. Eight percent bounce tight, tight election. George W. Bush barely won that election. And then in 2004, Kerry came out of it with a negative one, who's also a horrible candidate, to George W. Bush's positive two. And then in 2008, Obama had a 4% convention bounce. McCain had a 6% convention bounce. So this doesn't look well for Biden. They were way down in the ratings over the last election cycle, 2016. He basically is flat. If he has a 1% convention bounce, let's go ahead and give him that 1% convention bounce. The key is going to be what happens this week with the Republican National Convention, National Committee Convention. Because if, if Trump can increase the ratings over last year, that's going to be huge. If Trump can minimize the decline, like Biden was down 20%, let's say Trump comes down 10%. Again, that speaks well for Trump, and it doesn't speak well for Biden. And if Trump can come out of this with a convention bounce, where Biden was basically flat, again, it doesn't speak well for Biden. And here's why it doesn't speak well for Biden. It's all about enthusiasm. If you don't have enthusiasm for your candidate, or you're not enthused about your candidate, you're just not going to get the vote out. And that's where Biden is struggling. There's no enthusiasm. It was a horrible convention, horrible. Now, how's the media spinning this? Because you know they're going to spin this. So the media, here's the CNN headline, Biden gains popularity in post-convention polling. Biden gains popularity. That doesn't say he had a bounce. It meant he got he gains in popularity. So this is how the media is going to spin it. So here's the CNN article. The first polls taken after the Democrat National Convention are in, and it mostly seems like mission accomplished for the Democrats. Can you believe they're using the mission accomplished line? As much crap as they gave George W. Bush for that mission accomplished banner, 
this is the CNN that it mostly seems like mission accomplished. Mostly there is a wishy-washy word if ever was one. So if it mostly seems like mission accomplished for the Democrats, that means it wasn't accomplished. The mission was not accomplished. The article goes on. While it does not look like former Vice President Joe Biden's lead over President Donald Trump has widened, Biden may have may may have made his advantage more durable by raising his own popularity. <laughs> so it's about popularity, huh? A new CBS YouGov poll puts Biden ahead at 52%, 42% margin among likely voters. That's identical to the lead Biden had from the pollster before the conventions began. You hear that? That's identical to the lead Biden had. In other words, no convention bounce. An average uh, of the limited data out of the convention suggests that there has been a change of less than one point either way in the horse race. Again, that means no bounce. So they're trying to spin it. They're spinning it as, oh, well, you know, he went in pretty well, so he's doing okay. There's no bounce. There's no excitement for this candidate. I'm sorry. There's just not. So over at Political, here's what they said. <clears throat> why Joe Biden's bounce might not be coming. Okay. So Democrats pulled off a mostly successful national party convention this week under extraordinarily challenging circumstances. There's that wishy-washy word again, mostly. They pulled off a mostly successful national party. So if it was mostly successful, uh, that means it wasn't successful. That's a wishy-washy word, mostly successful. But Joe Biden still shouldn't expect much of a polling bounce. Biden has already consistently led President Donald Trump in national and battleground state surveys in what has been a remarkably stable race since he emerged as a Democratic frontrunner in March. That stability has also matched the steadiness in Trump's approval ratings. Mm -hmm. Another red flag, which for Biden, which have remained in a narrow band throughout his tumultuous presidency as also undermining any Biden bump. Hmm. Timing Trump and the GOP get their chance to pitch to voters four more years starting Monday, which is today as this broadcast is being recorded. A short turnaround time that makes any kind of sustained polling bounce impossible. Spin, 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 spin. So and here's a. An article from RT.com, uh, <clears throat> as Democrats deliver four-point poll boost to Trump, media spin says convention bounce, not the point. <laughs> so while the mainstream media has sought to downplay the impact of 2020 party conventions, polling or polls show President Donald Trump surging ahead as the Democrats held their virtual rally, have them both stumped and spinning. That's right. The media doesn't know what to do, so they're pull, they're spinning this as, eh, you know, bounces aren't that big anyway. I, this article goes on, quote, don't be surprised if Biden doesn't get a convention bounce in the polls. That's not the point, <laughs> declared an early Friday headline in the Washington Post. Post-convention sur surges are hard when the country is polarized and the parties stage theirs they're back stage theirs back to back the convention as they will this year argued opinion writer Karen Tumulty so don't expect the poll the, the media says because these are so close together and you know there's so much going on you know <laughs> so you know there was a lot going on um in 2000 because we were attacked um by terrorists and um George W Bush won that election. I'm sorry, in 2004, because we were attacked. Um, <clears throat> 2001, I believe it was, right? And uh, 
carry, you know, George W. Bush came out with a 2% bounce, carry negative 1%. There was a lot going on then, but most people back a war president, so I'll give them that. But isn't there always a lot going on? Isn't it always tumultuous, according to the media? Isn't it like right now? Oh, wait a minute. I thought Trump is like killed 170,000 people and Biden couldn't even get a post bump. I mean, couldn't get anything. And, and the media is going to spin it. Well, you know, there's a lot going on. It's tumultuous time. Well, wait a minute. I thought orange man bad. So this article goes on. The president's approval rating among likely U.S. voters stood at 47 percent on Wednesday. Wait for this. With 51 percent disapproving. That's prior to the Democrat National Committee Convention. By Friday morning, those numbers had flipped completely to 51% approval and 47% disapproval. So you're telling me that Trump's got better? Trump got Biden's bounce? (laughs) This does not speak well for the Democrats. I'm sorry. I've been sharing with you for a while that the polling data suggests that Biden's in trouble. And, you know, real clear politics, you know, however you feel about them, they put an aggregate of polls in there and you can go in and you could do some research and find that where Trump won in those battleground states, specifically Pennsylvania, um, Wisconsin and Michigan, he won by only 0.7 in those states. And Hillary Clinton was leading him more than Biden is right now. And you can continue to see that trend. That's where you got to look for, because as we get closer and closer to the elections, the polls are start, they'll start to tighten. And then we, we, we see too, that Biden is really not making an effort to campaign. In fact, I saw somewhere that Biden's pretty much going to virtual campaign, but he's not going to go out during the Democrats convention. Trump was out. He was in the battleground states. So that's how you campaign. That's how you win elections, not what Biden is doing. So so here you got right now real clear clear politics. Uh, This is a Sunday um, from Sunday poll from CBS News, YouGov. uh, General election, Trump versus Biden have Biden up 10 percent. Okay, so now there's not there's going to be more polling out right now. There's not a lot of polling, but let's go back to Thursday, August 20. There was some polling. Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania, Trump versus Biden. Biden's up 4%. Now, Hillary was up more at this same time. And again, Trump won Pennsylvania. Minnesota, that's the interesting one. Now, this is Thursday polling. Minnesota, Trump versus Biden. This is from the Trafalgar Group. Now, they have been the most accurate. They were the ones that predicted or called it for Michigan, called it Trump was going to win Michigan. They were the only ones to call that. They've got Minnesota. Minnesota as a tie right now, that does not speak well for Biden. Clinton won Minnesota by 1.5% in 16. Obama won it by 7.7%. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the polling, if you start reading between the lines and the polling, this does not look good for Biden. He got no bounce coming out of the, um, the convention. And he's he's looking even weaker in some of these battleground states. And now Minnesota is tied. Tie, and again, look at the polling groups here. CBS News slash YouGov. I'm sorry, their their accuracy is just not that great. But you got to watch it. I mean, it's there. Watch what happens and see if that tightens up. And especially watch what happens post GOP convention. 
Biden's in trouble. And, and the Democrat Party know it. Now, this is what kills me is the I'm going to go through a couple of things on the convention from the Democrats, and then we're going to get into some uh, other news. But the Democrat convention was horrible. I mean, it was a clown show, to say the least. But remember, if you watched it, you saw this one segment where they had this family of illegal immigrants, uh, Dreamers, DACA, blah, 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 and how Trump was like, oh, my God, Trump was going to send them back to their country. It was so bad. These people just want a better life here in America. And Joe Biden, by golly, cares about them. So those illegal immigrants that were hailed by the Democrats, here is um, a report from Just the News, John Solomon's group, which is phenomenal by the way, uh, website, justthenews.com. Illegal immigrant hailed by Democrats deported under, wait for it, Clinton, but it gets better, rearrested under Obama. I'm going to read the headline again. Illegal immigrant hailed by Democrats deported under Clinton, rearrested under Obama. Do you not think people are going to figure this out? I mean, the, the, the they're going to sit here and say, orange man bad. And throughout the convention, you heard him talk about how Donald Trump separated families, put them in cages when we all know that's what the Obama industry administration did. But in this one, and so let me read from the article, an illegal immigrant featured in a video on the third night of the Democrat National Committee was first deported in 1998 under the former President Bill Clinton and was rearrested and ordered deported by Immigration and Custom Enforcement in 2013 under former President Barack Obama, U.S. Immigration Customer Enforcement officials said Thursday. So Biden puts this family up as somehow Trump is, is, is so bad for Ill, Ill, immigrants, illegal immigrants, because they are not legal immigrants, but yet Clinton and Biden, and we say Biden because the Obama administration, he was part of it. He's trying to wrap himself in that cloak of the Obama administration, deported the same family. Do you not think that these people who put this together at the DNCC would have figured this out? Now, think about why. I mean, they had somebody had to do some kind of research, but they don't care. They don't. They simply do not care. They believe the American electorate is stupid. They believe you're stupid. They believe I'm stupid. I may be stupid. I'll give you that. But they they know they know their people, their their supporters are stupid. And they know most people aren't going to take any kind of effort and 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 dig through this. They know most people are going to get their news from the mainstream media, even though the mainstream media's ratings are dropping, more people still get their news from those, those outlets. And they know nobody's going to look at it. But this is a different ballgame. This is now the Trump administration. And Trump, he holds no punches. I mean, you looked at what Trump was doing during the Democratic National Committee. He was tweeting. He was visiting battleground states. I mean, did they not? I don't get how the left just doesn't expect this from Trump. So I wouldn't be surprised if this somehow comes up. Now, here's another thing. This is a speaker. Look, this is from a Gateway Pundit uh, by Jim Hoft. Convict, here's the headline. Convicted rapist, torturer, and killer who squeezed her victim's testicles with pliers speaks at DNC as impactful community leader. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this, they put up a convicted murderer who held a man as a, as a um, hostage 
tortured him, squeezed his testicles with pliers, and she gets a speaking spot at the DNCC, Biden's convention. Unbelievable. So, and they put it under America's most impactful community leader. Her name is Donna Hilton, H-Y-L-T-O-N. And some, some, here's a tweet from somebody named Thomas. She's a classy 55-year-old woman convicted for the kidnapping, rape, torture, and murder of a 62-year-old Long Island real estate broker in 1986. Somebody at the DNC had to know that, had to know that. They just had to know that this person was convicted, but somehow she gets a speaking engagement. And forget all the other clown show stuff at the DNCC, like when Kamala Harris at the end of her speech was waving to that virtual video with all those people, and yet there were three people in there that were duplicates because they couldn't find other people. I mean, they had to duplicate people in that. And one of the persons they duplicated was wearing a pussy hat. I mean, this is crazy. And then Bill Clinton, in his speech, chastising Trump for misbehaving in the Oval Office. Does the DNC not see this? I mean, do they, do they really think you're that stupid? Unbelievable. And then, oh my gosh, and then it gets even better. AOC and Bernie? <laughs> And here's a headline for Fox News. AOC Bernie says Democrat National Convention was too moderate, not enough progressive voices. Progressive were overshadowed by more moderate established Democrats. Listen to what AOC had to say. Uh, would I have done things differently? Of course. But as a young progressive Latina, I know I was not the target audience for this convention. The target audience for this convention was white moderates who aren't sure who they're voting for in November, the New York Congresswoman wrote on her Instagram. You hear that? White moderates. All right. She goes on. Do I agree with centering the programming on that audience? Not necessarily. I think we could have done more to rally turnout enthusiasm for our party's base. If you watched any of this convention, and I do apologize for you if you did, because it was an absolute horrible convention. I mean, the the pandering to the BLM crowd was way over the top. I mean, that was consistent through all four days of pandering to Blacks. And they were using the vehicle of Black Lives Matter to pander. And the reason they were doing that is because, as I mentioned, they're they're scared. They're scared they're going to lose the vote, the black vote, or not the whole black vote. They'll get the large majority of the black vote. That's just going to happen. But as I've said, if they lose just fifteen percent of the black vote, they're done. They're done. They, they won't win. In fact, they'll probably lose down the ballot. The, the the black vote is that fragile right now in the Democrat Party because, as a lot of people have been complaining, a lot of black people have been complaining for years that the Democrats take them for granted. And now it's all coming to roost, <laughs> to quote uh, Jeremiah Wright, chickens have come home to roost. So I predict that the Trump convention is going to do well. I don't know if they can match 2016 numbers because they, that, they were so big, but I don't know, this, this, this administration, this you know President Trump, 
is just unorthodox. You never know what to expect. Uh, with, I predict that they'll put a much better production together than the Democrats did. And the Democrats put a horrible production together and they've got the Hollywood crowd behind them and they still couldn't put together a decent production. Um, but, you know, I predict that the, well, I predict Trump's going to win, but I predict that this convention, the Republican convention, is going to be put together a lot better than the Democrat convention. And I also predict that their messaging is going to be a lot better than the Democrat messaging. And they're going to really attack not just Biden, but they're going to attack the Democrat Party as a whole and what their policies are. And they're going to tie in all this violence that we've seen recently, which the DNCC completely ignored, didn't address at all. So I think this is going to be an interesting contrast, but the barometer will be watch the ratings. The ratings will tell you everything that you need to know. If the Republican ratings are better than the Democrat ratings, then it's over. I mean, I believe it's over for Biden anyway. And I want to get back to AOC real quick because she did something incredibly, just incredibly stupid. And I know, I know. She often says incredibly stupid stuff, right? So we've got these hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. And here's a tweet from AOC. Talk to me again about how a Green New Deal goes too far to address the problem. And then she attaches an article from the Orlando Sentinel about the hurricanes. The headline in the hurricane, the article is once in a lifetime, two hurricanes, same time, same place. So again, Green New Deal. So we got to spend all this money because she believes that we're causing these hurricanes, right? Now, put aside her idiocy. Because we know there is a lot of idiocy in AOC. Here, here's the headline that she linked to, uh, again, from the Orlando Sentinel. It said, once in a lifetime, two hurricanes, same time, same place. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's, that's horrible, isn't it? I mean, that's shocking. It's like, oh, two at the same time, same, once in a lifetime. Ah, by the way, what's a lifetime? They don't go on to say that. But here's what they do go on to say uh, in the article, as if the 2020 hurricane season need another reason to be remembered, meteorologists are now predicting two hurricanes may hit near the same location at about the same time. The phenomenon is one that has never been recorded before, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So remember the word predicting. And it's never happened before, once in a lifetime. It even goes on. The odds of something like that happening are very, very slim. And then the article goes to debunk itself. It's another strange milestone in the 2020 season, which was predicted to have been between 19 and 25 named storms. Uh, But here it is. While the phenomenon is unique, other situations have come close to earning the record for first. The first close call occurrence was on September 4th, 1993, when a major hurricane was over South Florida and another major hurricane was over the Western Gulf. So it happened in 93. But there's more. Laura and the possible Marco will not hover However, will not, however, be the first two storms to tangle in the Gulf together. Wait a minute, I thought it was once in a lifetime. That honor belongs to Hurricane 8 and Hurricane 11, which overlapped by four hours on September 5th, 1933. Well, wait a minute, I thought it was once in a lifetime. It happened again on June 18, 1959, with Tropical Storm Bula, Bula and Hurricane 3, which overlapped with each other for eight hours. But it's once in a lifetime. So it's happened before. These are predictions. And now over the weekend, I saw some meteorologists saying, well, they may not, they probably won't converge together. 
But this AOC, I chose my word carefully there, uh, is going to try to scare you into thinking that it's that this is why we need the Green New Deal. Unbelievable. All right, real quick, one last thing before we get to the break is, um, you know, Biden and Harris did their first interview together with David Muir on ABC. And a couple of things that struck me. One is, uh, here's a, con- you know, um, Biden's pledging no new taxes for anyone making less than 400000 All right. He's going to use the no new taxes line. I mean, do you not know how many people, myself included, saw that new, new no new taxes and immediately thought of George H.W. Uh, Bush with his no new taxes line, how well that worked out for him? Now, I know there's a lot of new voters out there that probably don't remember that, but, you know, George H.W. Bush stood up there and said, Mark, read my lips. No new taxes. So this guy who was around at that time gets up there and says, no new taxes for anyone making less than 400000 If you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. But the funniest thing about this interview for me was they had him sitting like 18, 20 feet apart. It was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, people, please. I mean, <laughs> at least they weren't wearing masks. I'm kind of surprised they weren't wearing masks. But if you wa- go look at the interview, just the still of it, how far they had them sitting apart, just, I mean, oh, God, the, the, the imaging here is so off and so ridiculous that I just believe Biden is going to lose and lose poorly. I hope I'm right. Oh, God, help us all if I'm wrong. Hey, we'll be right back. Uh, after this. So enjoy the music, enjoy the ad. Um, See you on the other side. 